Life in the Bunker continues to be rewarding, with almost constant episodes of martial breakage, the occasional barbecue when we're lucky enough to come across the food sources, as it were, and weekend cleanings of the bunker in which Max and I are aproned up by the wives, made to vacuum, dust, and get in touch with our feminine side, even though we've told them that concrete just doesn't vacuum too well. I'm Sean. And I'm Max. And we have a special treat this Max cast. Every now and again, if we're lucky enough to run across a survivor, we offer him a guest hosting position in exchange for a juicy cut of Tim. I mean juicy cut of food source. And today we're privileged to introduce Barney, today's Smacks cast guest host. Hey, what's going on? So as usual, sit back, relax, and prepare your mind for at least an hour, perhaps more, in which we will entertain, educate, and contemplate the multiple forms of pop culture still available to us. Whether you're enjoying the hell out of The Walking Dead, yearning for the new season and or book of Game of Thrones series, or keeping a weather eye out for those damn weeping angels, we got it covered. Awesome. Awesome. So, has everybody had a good week? Been pretty been pretty solid, man. You? Yeah. We are not going to talk about the fucking weather today. Uh, we made the mistake of doing that last week, and we apologize. But, shit, we live in Kansas and we're stuck in a concrete bunker. So, Max. What's up, man? Anything on the agenda for you to begin with today? What we got, man? Uh, I got a couple of new releases if you want to talk about them. Coming up new on releases. 11 6, man, November 6th. Awesome. Remind me to tack my little trailer onto yours because I have some new release information as well, but cool. let cool, it cool. fly. All right, so uh, it, it, it's really a new old release, but there's a uh, Blu ray uh, four pack of the Prophecy films. Man, you ever watch the Prophecy? Oh, Christopher Walken. Yes, sir. Like Bad the first ass. one had like Elias Codius and shit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, Eric Stoltz and Viggo Mortensen. Oh my god. And um, damn, the dude that was in Saving Private Ryan, too, he played as like the dude that, you know, the guy that wanted to die, but, you know, the angel wouldn't let him die until he'd completed. What was his name? Oh shit. It's not Elias Codius, right? No. That's the main dude. Yeah. He's the the cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I like that dude. He's great, man. Um, Just crazy angels and demons and shit. Yeah. Uh, And Viggo Mortensen was awesome as the devil. Oh my god. He was fantastic. Fucking on, you know it's too bad. I mean, we talked last week about horror movies and you know how they've become more popular, but it really is too bad that horror films, aka the genre, don't get more credit. Oh my god! Phantom, oh my god! Phantom. There's uh, Tim's sister again. Um, the horror the films. Yeah, there have been some fantastic acting over the decades in horror and fantasy films that don't fucking get recognized simply because they're a horror film. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely say. true. Like Viggo Mortensen in that film. It's um, a genre that kind of gets shit on. I mean, Viggo Mortensen in, in uh, you know, if, you're, if we're including fantasy in uh, Lord of the Rings, dude, I mean, that guy was great. Everybody was great in that. I yeah, don't think, yeah. I mean, were there nominations aside from special effects no. and stuff for the... Okay, what so about, uh, holy shit, how can you forget Gary Oldman in Dracula? Oh, yeah, that's That right, was dude. the role of a lifetime. The couple that, of flick, he had that uh-huh. big old bouffant dude and everything. Yeah, Francis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He transitioned from one character to another. I mean, they were all the same character, but different phases or modes of Dracula. But, I mean, it was fantastic. Plus, he had, like, Keanu Reeves in there just making him look that much better, you know? Like, it, it never hurts <laughs> when you have, like, the perfect foil on the other Shit, side. Just... I could win an Academy Award acting against Keanu Reeves. That's what I'm saying. Keanu, if you want to grant us an interview, we take all that shit back immediately. You could totally have your band Dogstar come on and play. We don't give a fuck. Dogstar, hell yeah. I don't think yeah. that's his band. Yeah, but... 
Uh, Barney, you think of any films off offhand that should have been recognized for the acting or? Hmm. I know. I'm trying to think of the the actor in 28 Days Later, the Irish actor. Killing Murphy, dude. The Killing Murphy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fucking, and that was the first film I had ever seen him in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm sure he was in and, stuff before that. And then almost was... immediately he was in Red Eye after that. But, yeah, which was also pretty cool. But, but his acting in 28 Days Later, why was that not Oscar worthy? Right, because it had zombies in it. Right. Although I wonder now if post-Walking Dead, now that zombies get a little more respect, you know, now that the, the human side of the zombie story is, like, more recognized, maybe get a little bit more, right. know, get a little love Mainstream for recognition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Although if you think about it in context, or in, you know, in um, sequence with the release of Ro- the Criterion version of Rosemary's Baby, which I happily picked up, yeah, um, Mia Farrow was nominated for an Oscar, or no, Ruth Gordon in that Was film. she really? Yeah, Ooh, I believe okay. so. But uh, call me if I'm wrong, SmacksCast listeners, SmacksCast at gmail.com. Harangue us on Twitter. Harangue. We'd be glad to get some fucking harangues. Harangatang Harangatang. That's right, man. Oh, my. We're starting to think alike. That's we need to get some fresh air. We are hive mind. Holy shit. But, yeah, I mean, sorry to go off no, on anyway, tangent, I mean, it, it's, I mean, we really just talked about the walking. first prophecy, but that's all I remember. Yeah, walking was dope, and he was in... Been... He was in the first couple. Yeah, that guy yeah. never really... Uh, I mean, since a deer hunter and shit, like, he hasn't really gotten any any lerve either, but... Yeah, I, but um, he should have won an Oscar for that uh, music video he did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he the Fat Boy Slim? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty dope. Yeah, have you, have you ever heard that album, like, every track? Uh-uh. There's one track on there, and I have it on my iPod. It's like, Fat Boy Slim is fucking in heaven. Fucking in heaven. Fucking in heaven. Seriously? I like it. <laughs> I was listening to that. I just about spit my coffee out. It was ridiculous. I'm trying to find a name. Oh, yeah, dude. In Adam Virginia Goldberg. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Adam yeah. Goldberg. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. He was awesome. He's the dude from, uh, like, Dazed and Confused. It's sitting in the back yeah. of the car, and they're like, yes. what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to dance. <laughs> okay, uh, and Amanda Plummer. Yeah, oh, uh, what's her face? Honey, uh... Christopher Plummer's daughter? Yeah, Honey yeah. from, uh, uh... Honey Bunny. Pulp Fiction. Right. Honey Bunny. Yeah, but she she, she plays a neurotic in, like, every role she does. But I know, she, but she plays it well. She was fucking Stoltz, great. dude. Yeah, what about Needful Things? I mean, she was she, really good yeah, at Needful Things. Yeah, that's right. I need to rewatch that, man. I like that. <laughs> when she got into a fight with the neighbor. You've seen that, haven't you? I think I've seen that one. Oh, man, she was, like... They just kept escalating it. Like, one... Uh, person, I can't remember the actress's name, but she and her husband owned a turkey farm. And for some reason, they had. Do you remember like not, the storyline? Not in detail. No, I just remember Max von Sydow rolls in and just like tears his town apart with like <laughs> he just manipulates everyone into like oblivion. AKA Satan. Yeah. But, spoiler, um, spoiler alert. Spoiler, on a twenty-year-old yeah. Stephen King TV movie or whatever. Probably one of the best ever. And it was, for the record, it yeah. was a movie, movie. But okay, my bad. No, I saw it on TV. Forgiven. No shit bombs this time. Or cock sandwiches. Unless you deserve it, of course. But, um, yeah, but anyway, they like Amanda Plummer and this other, you know, character where they just kept pissing each other off and it kept getting worse and worse. And Amanda Plummer p- played like a really introverted character who was kind of nervous and scared, but she had a dog. That she loved with all of her heart and this other neighbor. Right, okay. See, do, you know, yeah. the whole, you remember the kind of the whole storyline was Von Sydow would like show people something that really enticed them, something they wanted, 
But in order for them to get that thing, they didn't have to pay a penny. All they had to do was perform a deed. Right, and it was it basically tore this town apart. Like everyone, it, yep. it set everyone against each other. Yeah, it was I like did. fistful of dollars, except way less noble and cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Rolls in, or Yojimbo, if you want. With to a lot there. more blood. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But in this instance, basically, Monsuno, we'll just call him Mephistopheles. You know, shorten it. But. He had somebody, I can't remember the character's name or the actor's name, but this guy really wanted a letter jacket that he had when he was in high school. Um, And so to get the letter jacket, apparently he had to go kill Amanda Plummer's dog. And obviously when he kills the dog, Amanda Plummer thinks, yeah, turkey farmer killed my dog. The shit hit the fan. They were upstairs and she walks into this lady's house and they just start going at it. And, uh, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert for 20-year-old film. But they're fighting up the stairs and shit, and here the two broads come flying out the upstairs window, like, wrapped in an embrace, killing the shit out, stabbing each other and shit. It, it was, was brutal, fucking dude. brutal. I do remember, yeah. You now remember that you now? Well, when you said it, yeah, when you mentioned the dog, that's what brought it back, but... You still, you haven't seen it, though, Mark? Nope. Oh, dude, so you, you got just spoiled the whole thing for me. Not, not, no, not really. really. I mean, uh, just yeah, just a really. small portion of it. Really, there's yeah. so much more Sorry. awful <laughs> shit that occurs. But uh, oh, don't worry. Um, we here in Smackscast in the bunker, we have vase of Vipingo memory. Before uh, yeah. you leave today, all guest hosts must be subjected to the memory wiping. You already drank the drink, so I mean, it's you know, it's good. <laughs> it's done. You must turn in your rake at the door. <laughs> we will marshal them later. And get every piece of meat off of that fucking rib. That's right, man. We don't waste food here. We're like the Native Americans. All right, dude. So, we just spent 30 minutes on the four-pack of prophecy. And really just on the first film, the four-pack of prophecy. I only got one more, but if you want to rock one, too, man, if you got other stuff to throw in. Oh, I got plenty more. You go ahead, dude. Uh, my only other one was the, and really both of my flicks are old flicks, man. It, uh, it looked like a lot of next week's stuff was uh, like Christmas re-releases and things like that. Oh, I'll uh, I'll briefly mention the tragedy of this week, which uh, in my in my uh, humble opinion was uh, Christmas Story Two. Did you see that? That's a real thing. Cause it's like no. the worst shit ever. Are you guys fans of the Christmas Story? Yeah. Like right. I've never been a monster fan. I know it's got a huge following, but I always enjoy it. Aren't know, they going to start? Aren't they going to like start the marathon tomorrow and it's going to run through New Year's? Yeah, <laughs> of the original. But now they got this new flick with like Daniel Stern playing the dad. Like I remember Darren McGavin was the dad. You know, yeah. Darren McGavin's fucking Kolchak, the Night Stalker, and shit. Like that dude's awesome, man. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean that movie was great. And this other thing is just like, see, and uh, granted, I haven't seen it, but I watched the trailer and shit. It's just a bastardization. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, it basically just craps on the memories of, you know, watching that when I was a kid and stuff. Okay, the dude that wrote The Christmas Story, that was supposed to be, like, his story of his Christmas yeah. when he was a kid, It was, right? like, essay, based on a book of, like, essays that he had written, just kind of cobbled <laughs> together. And this, yeah. like, the back of the, the Blu-ray of this, or the DVD of this, no mention of that dude at yeah. all. I can't so remember So they make name, a sequel but... and just basically shit on this dude's yeah. childhood. Yeah, okay. so that's, uh, but anyway, I just want to throw that in there. My, my one other release for this week is, again, a re-release. It's the new Criterion for next week. Uh, that I'm kind of excited uh, about. Uh, Rashomon, which is only good if you're like a Kurosawa samurai flick. Akira or whatever. Kurosawa? Yeah, man. I do like um, Kurosawa, but... Rashomon, Mifune, dude. Like, Mifune Toshiro and Kurosawa together. Mifune. You know, I guess I do like it. I'm just not... You, I'm not a hardcore fan. Well, and honestly, I haven't seen this film in a while, but I remember, like, really enjoying it. It was, like, one you of like the first... You like this flick, Sparny? Like... See much of the samurai, samurai. stuff? Samurai. Really... Little... 
like have you watched a lot of old westerns because then by association without knowing it you're a samurai almost like the spaghetti right. western yeah. translated into the samurai it, it, it's happened like because i mean like uh, magnificent seven is is a remake of the seven samurai and i mean the tone yeah. is very different it's just a group of dudes roll into town instead of a you know an old west town it's an old japanese town but it's the same essential yeah. you know type of story i think the chinese made a somewhat remake of it too the seven swords yeah, um, that's right, man. For, I never saw that, but I saw. I mean, I'm aware of it. Pre-apocalypse, uh, Maxcast listeners, I'd like everybody to know. And we have gotten we every survivor we get to know them quite well before we like let them come in and sit beside us and actually record at the Golden Smackscast microphones. You have to fill out but forms and triplicate and stuff like that. Harding actually taught English in China for two years. Three. Three Did years. You really? That's yeah. crazy, man. That right. is why I fell in love and brought her to the United States of America. But um, can you fucking imagine <laughs> a dude that's six nine walking around in China? That's awesome. I would have paid for you to wear one of them helmet cams just to see people's reactions. You were the least lost American in China. We <laughs> were just like, no, it's right there. I saw it. Okay, you were like helping Chinese people right. find shit. Okay, but this dude stands up on our floor at work yeah. because I work with Barney. He stands up, or I did. Before everything. Before those before fucking lions in their calendar. And that hurricane. Bastards. Yeah. But he stands up in his cube and it's fucking weird because he can like see everybody on the floor. Barney's the only one that uh, you don't have to walk around looking for <laughs> unless he's been over. It's like, anybody seen Barney? Yeah, he's at the other end of the fucking floor. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's fucking cool being able to live in a country like that for. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. man. Uh, were there monkeys? I only know one other person has been to China and they told yeah. me some stuff about the monkeys over there. The monkeys are some thieving little bastards. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's in keeping with what I had heard. Yeah, absolutely. up on you and steal you blind. <laughs> like, does it matter food or just whatever? Whatever. I mean, one of my buddies went down to some province and they were stealing his, trying to steal his umbrella, like, you know, water bottles, everything they got their hands on. They're just thieving it. And not because they need an umbrella, just because they're like, this is removable. I'm going to take yep. this shit. <laughs> yeah. This is what I do now. That's okay. awesome. I keep thinking about the monkey and hangover, too. I kind of feel bad I bought that umbrella off that monkey, man. I, I didn't know it was yours, dude. I was just like, I needed it, and the monkey was there, and he was charging a fair price and shit, so I just, I went for it. Found, we found your umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they sell a little cheap on the street for, you know, half of the name that you would pay at a regular store. See a little monkey with a little vest on. Yo, man. And then, like, the less talented monkeys rent themselves out as uh, finger cuffs or whatever. They just hold hold one finger with the hands and one finger with the feet with the opposable toes. And the finger pie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. some busy go. fucking monkeys, dude. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You just made my evening. That's completely awesome. Holy I I, shit. I think I just heard those monkeys, man. I mean, is that... Oh shit! Here they come. <laughs> the monkeys have learned to speak. Twenty-eight uh, days later, yeah. I told you don't open the cage. They're infected with rage. <laughs> we've been trying to, you know, figure out the the way out of the zombie apocalypse. So we've got some experiments going on in the back room. Yeah, uh, apparently for us. things have developed. You know. Yeah, we're here in the completely non-soundproof bunker. Yep. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah, I actually have heard of that film. I mean, did he 
Did he? Was that part of a trilogy? No, uh, he did. Uh, he's had he had kind of a two part thing with Yojimbo and Sanjuro, and Yojimbo really is fistful of dollars, and also well, like Walter Hill did a remake with Bruce Willis, uh, Last Man Standing, where like dude rolls yeah. in the town yeah. and plays both sides against the middle. So that was a remake of Yojimbo. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Rashomon is like Rashomon's one of the first films I think, or at least one of the first films I know of that uh, that splits up it, not just splits up its timeline, but tells like a, one story from four different perspectives and gives you no real resolution. So it's like one of the first films to really sort of explore that, like let let you figure out what's going on. And it's based on two uh, old Japanese stories, and I cannot remember what they're called offhand. One of them yeah. is Rashomon, but the other one's something else. Um, and so it's the story of like the murder of a samurai, like the rape of a woman. Uh, except maybe it wasn't a rape. It depends on whose story you hear. Um, and basically, I think the message in the end, or what I what I got from it, is like all people are motivated by self interest. So okay. it's like it doesn't necessarily make you evil, but it certainly doesn't necessarily God. make you good either. It's just what it is. But it was just it was an awesome flick, and Kurosawa was like a really, really hip dude. He and usually Lene, his films usually have some undercurrent yeah. that has you know definitely built on a moral standard. You know. Or, you know, a story, basically a read-between-the-lines thing, correct? Yeah, where it, I mean, it leaves it up to interpretation, I think, is cool, too. I mean, yeah. he wasn't necessarily driving home a single point. It just, you got what you got from it. What you got? Man, from I got what I got. I, dude, I got the shit. And pardon me for paper, paper rustling here, but... Every day he's rustling, 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 rustling. Oh, Jesus, Max. Now I'm going to have that stuck in my head for the next week. Um... Yeah, way too much paper. Holy crap. Somebody sing a song or do a tap dance while I'm trying to find this shit. Well, man, if there's anything we got an abundance of in the in the post-apocalyptic world, it's paper, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's why we're filling out shit in triplicate, right? So. I said, get as much paper as you can. If we can't burn it, we can wipe our asses with it. And we can roll up chips so well. And we got plenty of butt paste. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's another storyline completely. Barney's nodding and he's like, I don't know what the fuck these dudes are talking about, but anyway. You know what butt paste is, yeah, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I got you know, boxes of it at home. Rocking the butt paste. <laughs> butt Hell paste, yeah. feel free to sponsor us. Smackscast.com. <laughs> shameless product placement. Shame. <laughs> Completely shame. We have no shame. What's to be ashamed about, man? Absolutely. It's butt paste. It's paste for your butt, you know? Um. Anyway, this is a November 6th release, too, and actually I have, like, yeah, two November 6th releases. And I think we talked about this last week or the week before, but I want to mention it again because it's the amazing Spider-Man uh, oh, director. Shit. How did I miss that? Mark Webb. We did talk about that. We did. Maybe briefly. I skipped it because, but I because you were like, okay, Mark Webb, Spider-Man, the Web of Spider-Man. Um, the cast includes Andrew Garfield, who is a Doctor Who alumnus. Yes, sir. Um, Emma Stone and Reese Evans, who is one of my favorite English actors. And actually, if you haven't seen Anonymous, you must see it. Oh, is he Shakespeare in there, or he's the dude who He is uh, the Earl of Oxford, yes. the man who is purported to actually have written the plays. Have right. you seen it? No. It's fucking, it's great, but... Have you seen Spider-Man? Yes. Really? Okay, because, yeah. have you seen it? No, then I haven't had the pleasure. You dude, are the only dude in this the, room who's actually watched it. didn't get to see the Avengers it. until last week. You did watch it, though. Yes, I did. Uh, okay, real quick, what did you think of the Avengers, man? Because like at the time we smacks cast it last, you had not seen it. I have to admit, I fell asleep for like twenty minutes. Of it's it, a but long flip. What I saw, yeah, it is. It seemed really long, but, but I mean, was it enjoyable? Because like, I, I like really... I was telling Barney last week, I think that uh, definitely 
Robert Downey Jr. just fucking carried the film. Oh, totally, dude. But I mean, there were so many, like, every character got cool moments. Did you also watch the yes. Avengers? Okay. Uh, everybody got a cool moment, man. Just yeah. when, like, Hulk touches down next to Thor and just pops him in think the about how hard. <laughs> think about how hard that would be to do when you've got a group of superheroes who have that kind of popularity. And to balance that out and everything and let... And, well, and then when you have one dude who's, like, just a, a machine of... of uh, well, a friggin' Iron Man, Tony Stark, like who's yeah. who just embodies like charm and, and character and stuff right. like that, and you know it, it, more so I think than the rest of the cast, the, even though the, they're all great. Yeah, and the pressure of pleasing a fan base and to still like balance all of that and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Hulk, I think, maybe had some of the dopest moments. So like just the fact that they didn't, he had that one transformation where they didn't waste like forty minutes where they're just like left arm Hulk's out. Right arm hulks out. <laughs> yeah, left leg hulks out. Shirt ribs, pants rib. You know, it was just like he just like looks at Cap and he's like, you know my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. And then mid punch, he just hulks the fuck out and punches that space dragon in the grill. Just... <laughs> and not that I don't like, not that I haven't enjoyed that extended Hulk out scene in the past, but like it was unnecessary, man. And they just, they just didn't. It went beyond. I don't know. It was super cool. Yeah, uh, Loki was the best. Yeah, and like when Loki just gets smashed and yeah. he's like God. that was cool yeah man. we've got a little background music folks yeah hang on kids let me uh check on that and make sure we've got it going here just a second I had like some funny shit where they're just like uh oh what was it uh he's like Oh man, I can I can hear those voices pouring in. There we go. Uh, just uh, when everybody's giving Thor shit about Loki, and he's like, "You gotta speak that way of a god," and he's just like, "Well, he just killed like a whole bunch of people." And he's like, "Well, he's adopted." <laughs> Sorry, you y'all. You can't avoid those goddamn Girl Scouts in the middle of the apocalypse, man. They knock on the door and want to sell you cookies. They do have mad cookies, man. Why do I want peanut butter patties when I got Tim? Shit. I do want some Thin Mints, though. Thin Mints? <laughs> Anybody Thin listening Tim. to this, man? No, I'm just kidding. Please yeah. forward Thin Mints yeah. to the bunker. Uh, Dude, um, the guy that played Loki, though, he's, like, built himself a career on that character. And he's a really yeah. good actor. He Hiddleston's was in, the shit, man. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah. He was in The War Horse. Yeah, I heard he was really oh, good in that. Good. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you saw, yeah. Was his role was way too brief, because I really liked his character, where yeah. he, you know, communicated with the kid about his horse and drew the pictures yeah. and whatnot. And you knew they were all gone when they got up on their horses and, like, charged the yeah. mechanized infantry or whatever. That was sad, but... Couldn't have turned out well. Yeah. No. Uh, the Avengers. Dude, yeah, I think I he's, gonna, he's having a bigger part in uh, Thor 2, I think, as well. Like, I think he's going to sort of be, not necessarily on the side of the good guys, but I think uh, we're going to see Chris Eccleston as Malekith the Dark Elf, our uh, first returning yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and so, like Loki, Thor, and maybe Lady <laughs> the Doctor Sif who's or somebody that looked like he always somebody always had pissed in his post toasties. Yeah, man, just angrier. Never looked happy. Yeah, they Never said looked supposed to help Thor in that one. Yeah, yeah, and so they're gonna sort of they're gonna get a chance to kind of bro out a little bit. Like I'm sure they're gonna be sort of giving each other shit the whole time, but I think that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Man. That uh, interaction between Thor and Loki was priceless too. Yeah, because he like he was pissed at him. He knew he'd been exiled, but he still wanted to help his brother. And Loki's, like, totally gone. All the bridges are burned. 
or whatever, but Thor keeps trying to help him. Yeah, takes a knife. He, you know, he's like, come on, dude, why are you stab me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah. Uh, before we get away from him, man, what did you think of uh, Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man? Dude, I liked it. I thought, I mean, the Tobey Maguire ones were good, but this one, you know, it went back more to the comic books. Gwen Stacy, he didn't have the web power. He had to make his own cartridges. That I thought was cool. Yeah. yeah how did yeah. you feel about Andrew Garfield in the role, though? I mean, because yeah, McGuire pretty much owned it. Yeah, you know? he did. But I mean, the Spider-Man part, McGuire was awesome. But as far as the Peter Parker role, I thought Garfield was a lot better. Really? Yeah. I just thought he had the I did the, that. The he does fit. Teen, yeah. you know, kind of attitude that Parker had. He does fit the high school. Role yeah, better I guess Tobey Maguire did look like a grown ass dude, he like did. playing a. I mean, he, he looked like yeah. a twenty five year old guy playing a high school right. kid, basically. Okay. If you want to call it that, but Andrew Garfield, I have never. I mean, he was fantastic in the Social Network. Um, obviously, he was good in the Doctor Who role, but we talked about his yeah, his I accent him for that. But you know, whatever, yeah. man. It's no, uh, he did a good job, yeah. but that, but that he was supposed to be playing like a kid from the hills of. Right, you know, I've forgotten about that, so maybe that kind of explains away some of the. Uh, You're like, what is with this very fucked up good accent? accent. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew who he was and where he was from, but I just figured it was a shitty acting job. Maybe it was like uh, a shitty, I don't know, a shitty acting job wrapped in a good acting job, <laughs> or vice versa. Maybe it was, you know. So I don't You're know. like, you're like, this uh, is uh, this is so um, good. You thought he was bad, right? Yeah, that's it. Like I just realized Keanu I'd been Reeves is twin brother, been fooled, man, uh, and dog star bandmate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That is not true. Doc, the band must be good as much as you talk about it. A no. dude, big Dog Star fan, own all the shit on iTunes. No, I'm just kidding. They are. I I did hear about uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Like one of the guys, I think Kevin Feige or whoever. I always thought it was Feige, but uh, the guy yeah. running Marvel Studios. Have uh, either of you guys ever seen the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus? No, that's the one they were making. They had to replace Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger with like fifty dudes. Yeah, I, like, I think I'd Johnny Depp and Attic. Jude know. Law was up in yeah. there. I do love Terry Gilliam though. Terry Gilliam's the shit. He's oh, making yeah. a new flick. Time crazy. Bandits. He'll never top Time yeah, Bandits. Oh my so, god, ever. Dude, uh, dude <laughs> Baron, Baron Munchausen though was rock solid, yeah. and uh, I like Twelve Monkeys, even though it was just bad shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, You're Time right, Bandits. Time Bandits. Yeah, that was Sean Connery. Um, oh, and they had man, so many good weird. actors in that but um, yeah and then the film that another film Garfield did called Never Let Me Go where it's kind of like a science fiction film based on a book um, I can't remember the author's name I'm not he was a, a Japanese man I mean, uh, Kazuo Ishiguro but oh it's got Carrie Mulligan in it yeah okay. basically where these kids are they're genetically engineered to be organ donors oh so that sounds they, like okay yeah, yeah when yeah. they get to be a certain age damn are you okay i'm um, just my stomach i just <laughs> ate like these nachos earlier and stuff and they tore me up i have um, some tums that double as uh breath mints as well, oh yeah, yeah yeah that'd be good for me and good for you yeah <laughs> but yeah that really sad because when you think about you know you get the film kind of entices you to get to know the characters because there's a lot of character development. But the whole time you're like, oh, these fucking kids are going to be like... Because they talk about, okay, their first donation, their second donation, are they going to live through their third, okay. yada, yada. And you see these 20-year-old kids, and they're like crippled beyond belief, and they're almost out of organs, for fuck's sake. 
Oh man, and, this kind of sounds like a couple of books I just read by this dude Neil Schusterman. Man, and they're teen novels, but they're like teen novels in the way that Hunger Games is a teen novel. Yeah, you know, it's real heavy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and these kids are like, it's a world where like in brief, not to get sidetracked from the sidetrack, but like, yeah, why would uh, we ever do that? I, yeah, that's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Um, We're would actually one sixteenth through our. Our plan for the podcast. There's only one track, <laughs> really, and it's the track we're on, man. There's only ever one moment in time. Hail to the end. Uh, and we have one of those little rail cars, and Barney and I are, are pumping like mad. And then I'm just doing some soft shoe on top of it. Like, hey, that guys, guess what I read the other day? That did not sound good. Uh, hey, man, it's... Never you know. mind. <laughs> if it came down to it, you're you're low man on the food chain, dude. So. I think you're probably right. I'm next <laughs> I'm next for the stew pod, dude. Uh I gotta get it in while I can. Then so yeah, Neil Schusterman wrote this book. Get that dude books. a Twinkie or something, Barney. Way <laughs> uh, to fatten that fatten motherfucker up. up. <laughs> Ooh, if we still got Twinkies, I'll eat them. Uh, he wrote these books where like uh, it's a world where it's a you know futuristic world. Abortion's been outlawed, but parents can choose uh, choose to have their kids unwound. Ooh shit! Uh, I do see some snacks coming out, man. Well, I better talk fast. This is the snacks cast. <laughs> Snack. Hey, I like snacks cast. We're gonna do like food reviews and stuff from now yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, parents can choose from the age of uh, 13 to 18 to have their child unwound, which means entirely disassembled for parts. So it's Holy kind of like that, shit. but all at once. And so it's like completely crazy. And of is course, this the a story, new, is it, are these new books? The first one came out, I think, in like 2007. The other one came out not that long ago. I read them both back to back, so I didn't have to wait. By but, the way, uh, dude, good be- stuff. before we Heavy finish books. casting tonight or depart to our corners of the bunker. Yes. Remind me to to get something from me before you bunk down for the night. Yes, with whatever you know remains of Tim you've been whatever hoarding gets under, me through. Just you've been hair. hoarding under your bunk that yeah. I know about. I tie the hair in like a loose rag doll and stuff. It's real gross, but shit. Anyway. This dude used to weigh like three fifty, and now he's down to like you know nineteen pounds. He done, he done got unwound, man. Yeah. I by, told you you used Tupperware, nasty bitch. Uh, anyway, where where are we going? With those books, there? those books. Yeah. Those are new, like, written in the last year or two? In the last couple. Like, the first one came out in 2007. The other one was just this last year. Uh, both rock-solid reads, man, good, fairly quick. Uh, and similar to Never Let Me Go, so to get you back on track. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have yeah. you seen that, Never Let Me Go? No, no, I have not. Um, kind of sounds like cool. Like I said, it's cool, but it's really pretty depressing. Because, like, Kira Knightley and Andrew Garfield are... I mean, I know if you look at the cover of the film, it shows Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield together. That's the real love story. But Kara Knightley tries to get in the middle of that love story and winds up basically, you know, they have the occasional rendezvous or whatever. And they become, he, she and Andrew Garfield become the couple. Okay. Even though Carrie Mulligan, like, yearns from a distance. Now, they have the option in this world where the kids can become what's called a carer. Carer, C A R E R. So they care. Rather than doing their donations, um, they take care of the people who are sick up until the point that they. I can't remember what they. You know, they have their own jargon that's been created, but. But you can either put forward effort or organs, essentially. Right, okay. right. The carers basically take care of the people and try to make them as comfortable. It's kind of like a big hospice. Oh, dude, I'm wiping asses for sure, then. I'm not trying to lose like <laughs> Hell shit. no. You know, like a kidney, I'll let Liver. go. Or impacted ass. Okay. Impacted ass wins every time. Word. Yeah. Shit everywhere, dude. What uh, anyway? <laughs> what else you got on new releases, man? On the sixth, still. Um, basically, I after the Amazing Spider-Man. This is not something. 
terribly excited about, but it's a show that I found or watched on Sci-Fi quite a while ago, and it was uh, made or created in 2001. It was called Wolf Lake. Have you guys heard of it? sounds familiar, but I can't believe it. Lou Diamond Phillips. LDP. Tim Matheson. Johnny Quest in the house. Do either of you guys know who Johnny Quest was? From a cartoon? Yeah, like made in the 60s. He's the voice of the original Johnny Quest? Badass, yeah. Tim Matheson was Johnny Quest. No shit. Right. Uh, Paul Wesley. Tim Matheson. Yeah, it was Tim Matheson. Okay. Yep. Paul Wesley, who's on the Vampire Diaries now. Mm. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Just shake your heads. No, Here's what I'm no getting excited no, sir. about. I'm getting excited about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, and, as and this had be. to be very early in her yeah. career, 2001. But that girl, yum yum. Ramona Quimby, dude. No way. Ramona Quimby's the chick from the uh, Beverly Cleary book. You're She's thinking, only eight. You're thinking Ramona, <laughs> and, uh, Ramona Scott. Uh, it's Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim Ramona, yeah. God damn, how come I can't remember her name? I can't think of her last name. Yeah, she's Ramona. You've seen Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. With yeah. the Captain America purse. Awesome flick. As awesome. we said in a previous podcast, you know, it was gelato. Gelato, that's eggs and milk, Right, bitch. and I was like, what's, what's that from? <laughs> I, to- I completely forgot You that, remember right? the vegan police? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they bust <laughs> and they're like, it's on blah, 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 you had a gelato. It was a gelato. He's like, gelato's eggs and milk, bitch. <laughs> Vegan police will fuck you up. Yeah, they that, will dude. fuck you up. But Mary Elizabeth Winston, here's another one, Graham Greene, who was in uh, um, uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Da, 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 uh, Dances with, with Wolves? Dances with Wolves, oh, yeah. That reminds me, Russell Means died this week. Another cool really? like, Native American actor, yeah. But anyway, oh, Graham Greene, sorry. Uh, Mia Kirshner, who yeah, was in this, okay. the uh, the uh, Thirty Days of, of Night sequel, she played like the vampire queen. Fucking oh, yeah. terrible film, but right. I never saw that. It had some good parts in it. You, have you seen it? Yeah, there were some good parts. It was Mia Kirshner. It was something to pass the time. It's not like it was. It's not like okay, I want that ninety minutes of my life back or anything, but you know. Um, basically, set in the Pacific Northwest, and this suspense thriller explores what happens. When werewolves overtake a small Seattle suburb. <laughs> yes. Warn your sister, Max. Werewolves are in Seattle. Cool. Although, like I said, if the Mayans haven't got her by now. That's true. Yeah, werewolves, werewolves. probably least the least of your worries, it's, right? <laughs> it's really the show. I mean, it only ran one season, so the complete series is coming out on November the 6th. But I don't know. It's, it's uh, how do you say, um, soap opera-ish. Okay, but yeah, right it on. has some cool parts in it. You can follow some storylines. Lou Diamond Phillips, in my opinion, is a pretty under underrated actor. Anyway, I love that dude, man. That's Chavez Chavez, dude. Fucking Young Guns <laughs> and Young Guns too. Hell yeah, that was my shit. But you know, since um, yeah, he he kind of got stuck with some shitty roles. That's since, true. Yeah, uh, no, he's yeah. back on um. Oh, Longmire or some shit. Yeah, which I I've heard, heard of that good, show. Uh, which I kind of want to check out. Just it's to, kind of a Western Like type. a solid Western yeah. show. But I mean like a modern one, I think, for the most part. Seen that? Uh, I haven't seen it. You've heard of it, yeah. yeah. And he, he got some love for that. He was also on, uh, and I thought he was actually one of the better parts of... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, Stargate Universe, which is like a Stargate spinoff, because I yeah. became a Stargate uh, nerd for a little bit there, uh, and remain to this day, although I haven't really watched much lately, uh, or gone back to view it, but uh, he was on Stargate Universe and was, was really one of the, the better 
portions of that yeah. show. Oh man, and and Ming Na Wen from Stargate Universe yeah. uh, and some other shows is uh, slated to be on that Shield TV show we talked about last week. Really? So a little bit of update on that. I just saw that on the internet the other day. Yeah, we um. Yeah, fucking hell, you know. It's it's hell getting old. I, the train just derails and shit. Yeah. Anyway, I thought this has to be some type of a record, and I'm not talking about the background. Um, you know, we have instead of playing music tracks, folk, we just we miss our children, so we play recordings in the backgrounds of our kids. We know? play it on a loop, like them old Hanna Barbera cartoons and shit, where you just pass the same like grandfather clock fifty times. So it's just like <laughs> if, if any of this sounds familiar, it's you know it's the same same situation. Not nearly as good as our our fucking. You guys need to check out our Facebook page. And uh, see the animations done by our buddy Josh because they're pretty fucking oh, awesome. Oh, hell to the yeah! I Those almost forgot. Pretty dude. sweet. And he like said they're he yeah. said they're just That's basic. Nice. You know, he hadn't even really touched them up. But I like the newest one because I kind of look like Osama bin ZZ Top. Yeah, or the or the fucking Mandarin dude, like Ben Kingsley and shit. <laughs> I'm thinking your fro. Uh, yeah, you oh, got yeah, the fro, fro in there. Uh, I love the I love the part though where he like has his skeletons and we're talking. And we're just kicking it. You just see the skull <laughs> mouths moving. And I, at one point, I am wearing a stash hat T-shirt. Hell yeah! yeah. No, so, yeah, at yeah. two points you're wearing a stash <laughs> right. hat. Right. And I'm incredibly jealous. I don't get a stash hat. I didn't get anything with Jeremy Davies autograph on it. Yeah, what the balls, dude. Oh, Jeremy you Davies me update, like a $2 man. hoe. I got a Jeremy Davies update for you. At like, uh, it, what, it was Friday night or something? I like can't a, breathe. I yeah, can't breathe. Friday night. No, Saturday. We were about to, we were hitting the, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell we were doing. But uh, Saturday in the afternoon, Jeremy Davies gave us a, a text, I guess. Uh, <gasps> my wife had uh, sent him a text earlier, just sort of uh, prodding. Uh, you know, we're just saying, hey. And... Um, he uh, he sent back an extended like nice long text. He's a real sweet dude, man, and it it came off again. Like I mean, he was that way in person. It came off that way uh, again in the in the text, just sort of saying like it was really cool to be here. Just sort of reiterating stuff that he had said while he was here, you know. But just sort of uh, and you just like failed not, to mention this. Dude. Yeah, well, I completely forgot about it until just now. <laughs> but as we it's as not we talked like your about cousin Fanny sent you a text. <laughs> well, as we talked about though, we Jeremy can't Davies. we can't talk about shit until we get on the cast, know, man. So right. I did. Yeah. Luckily, I did what I was supposed to do not necessarily on purpose but it worked yeah. out that way i say for the cast man. we need to get this whole we, we definitely are gonna in the future we'll be doing interviews folks so um i don't know that it's gonna be jeremy davies but we're gonna get some interviews going but i do have confirmed text uh text uh whatever anyway uh this is pretty sweet i don't know man yeah, he's, he's a he's but he a took the time dude. you know yeah and remembered our names he wasn't like uh, hey there matt and uh, Janet, <laughs> Clarence. Yeah. Thanks for your interest in uh, yeah. whatever. So uh, this was as Jeremy Davies' yeah. publicist. I am <laughs> writing you this letter to ask you to stop texting Jeremy. People with the Buddha you know. statues. You know. No, but he did. He did mention the Buddhas, dude. The, he's he, uh, a bevy of Buddhas. He said. So uh, <laughs> I was impressed because we just added another one to the to the bevy this week. So yeah. Uh, if you ever text totally him back, happened. you know, just let him know how the podcast is Man, going. Podcast. I'm gonna yep. just send him a link, dude. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we actually, um, the website is out there. It's in existence. It's not even close to being completed. We've got a lot of things to do. But we will have, I mean, we're obviously we're changing servers. So if any of you have had problems uploading over the last week or two, worry not. Because we're going to have like unlimited bandwidth and plenty of room to store our podcasts. 
correcto, Maxo? Yes, sir. We're working kinks out, man. Like like fucking Ray Davies from the kinks. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, another Davies. Oh, uh, you're going to love this one, Max, because this is some kind of podcasting record. It's got to be. Because for the third week in a row, on November the 6th, not for the third week in a row on November the 6th, but... Collector's edition of They Live with Keith David. David. Noble. Touch another time. man's fries. You really don't, dude. Uh, <laughs> also, the dopest voice on like pretty much every cartoon ever. Hell. Like gargoyles yeah. and shit. Uh, we need to like have a movie night and watch uh, that movie Men at Work that I've been telling you about yeah. with him and Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen yeah. it, right? The Est- like Emilio Estevez, Estevez, Estevez goes, to, goes to dunk a fry and he like grabs his wrist. And he, when he's talking to him, he's shaking him, and Emilio Estevez is like... <laughs> you know, he's like the more solid Estevez brother now, or Shane, yeah. or whatever the shit, but I mean... Estevez. He's stable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if, um, I know you saw that book that came out that he and, Char- he and uh, Martin uh, Sheen wrote. Is that The Way or whatever? There's a movie and The stuff movie too, was yeah. really good. Did by you watch the, it? Okay. By The Way. The Way was good. Have you yeah. seen it on Netflix? Well, I haven't seen it. But the book is really cool because he talks about how how they traveled when he was a child and cool. You know he has family in uh, Spain. Yeah, and obviously, I don't know why. You know, I know Charlie changed his name to match his father's, but it's weird that Emilio kept kept his. He was like, Fuck and it, so I'm did honest. Ramon, yeah. the brother Ramon. Yeah, that's right. Of course, I yeah, guess because Ramon. they both had Hispanic first names. Yeah, but I mean, Charlie's, I think he's like, uh, well, I don't know, Car- Carlito? Carlos. Estevez. Yeah. Carlos? Carlos, Carlos. Yeah. Carlos. And then so. Martin is... How do you... How do you Martino Manuelo? I don't know. No, he's, he's also... He, no, he's not Carlos, Carlos but... Too. Yeah, maybe he is. Okay, oh, so maybe Carlos is yeah. the junior. So Char- um, yeah, okay. Because Charlie's the yeah. older brother, and yeah. then uh, Emilio. Emilio. So what do you, what's Ramon. Emilio though? Like Charlie and Carlos, easy jump. Like Emily, em, em, you know what I mean? Like you can't man that shit. How do you do it? It's uh, em, Emerson, <laughs> Lake and Palmer, Lake and Palmer. What a what a Holy lucky shit. what a lucky man. Lucky man. Uh, shit, dude. <laughs> on November the thirteenth. Here we go. Yes, the future. We have a film that I am definitely going to be buying, and it is called Savages. I oh, saw this. In, I saw this in the theater, and Barney, I think we talked about it right after yes. I saw it. Have you seen it? I haven't. Oh man, we got to get you out of the bunker. Girl selling Hayek's in that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Hell yeah! yeah. But Oliver Stone was the director. Is the director? cast includes Blake Lively, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is a very up-and-coming British actor from Kick-Ass. Uh, yeah, he's wonderful, man. That's he a, did yeah. Nowhere uh, Nowhere Boy, where he played right. John Lennon. Um, and now, you know, he's done these these high-test roles like Savages, and he's going to go back and do Kick-Ass again. Kick-Ass That's got to be, yeah. like, you know, kind of odd for him. But uh, Taylor Kitsch, who got a bad rap for doing... Um, Gambit and shit. Uh, yeah, but no, nice. um, okay. damn it, Mars, uh, Princess of 
Oh, you know, yeah, John Carter of Mars, John which I Carter thought was a decent movie. fucking film. I did too. The record, I don't give a shit. It was a good solid it got barbarian a bad flick. Rap. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it just it's hard to sell a Mars flick. You know what I mean? And it, the reason was they dumped so much into it. Like I don't think it did that like remarkably poorly. I think just given the amount of money they spent on it, it did. Oh, they did remarkably spend poorly. Yeah, because like yeah. that they were spending like Waterworld money on that motherfucker. But... Right, and getting uh, it yeah. was, I thought it was better than Waterworld. I'll just throw that. Hell out. yeah. Yeah, it but, didn't have Dennis okay. Hopper, but it did have like half the cast of Rome up in that shit. Okay, call me Kathy, but I kind of liked Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld was cool, dude. Yeah. I'd never seen a dude drink his own piss before. Like, you know, yeah, what I mean? he, he processed it, but been. yeah. You've uh, seen 127 hours. Now um, I see. Now I see a dude do it every day. No, I'm just kidding. In the bunker, <laughs> man. We we're using Waterworld technology. I told you we were not going to talk about this. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It does make the whites of your eyes turn just a tad bit yellow. Yeah. You gotta let that shit stand. But anyway, um... Shondist. Shondist. <laughs> yeah, man. You uh, see you be lights for two reasons. Fuck you in the Jar Jar Banks you wrote in on. Anyway, John Travolta. Misa. Selma Hayek. Misa likes a Benicio Del Toro. Is John Travolta in that shit? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's the FBI agent. He gets stabbed in the hand. Yeah, he's like, I'm a, I'm a federal, I'm an agent of the federal government. And they're like, he's so like fucking FBI what? FBI or DEA or something. These dudes get to tap on Blake Lively like she's, you know, a plank in the wall. And I mean, they do it regularly, and I don't know, it's just weirdly cool and I, I enjoyed it even though I was sitting by my wife and we were watching it. Blake Lively's alright man but I'd, so, uh, I know Selma Hayek's like the crime lords are the villain of the piece I love right? Selma Hayek but yeah I'd much yeah. rather yeah, do it between Anatasa like, I still dream about that her That's little fetid. dance she does in um, Dogma no right? not Dogma okay that was um, good too that was good bah, 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 bah. I can't even hit uh, the from dusk till dawn dude oh, oh yeah how did I skip that I went straight to dogma I will make you my dog and you will lick the dog shit off of my that head. movie was fucking great dude that was I so love fun it. and then they uh, followed it up with the worst sequels ever fucking made. oh yeah there were yeah. sequels uh, Texas Blood Money yeah they were fucking they had nothing to do with the original no they should have gone back to the Mayan temple. I drank that Mayan wipe drink. On Do you guys shit, remember man. the feeling you got at the end of the film when they pan that camera back and you see this big ass fucking Mayan temple? Yes. Like yeah. Yeah, I remember it distinctly giving me chills. Because it just got like immediately. It just ended on such an odd, like cool, awesome, epic note. You know, yeah. it increased the scale. It was a small film until they panned out, and then it just had a big ending, like a big huh. concept. Uh, yeah, that was badass, man. And I forget about that for all the other shit that happens in the film, but that was an awesome way to end that flick. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. And also, you never expect characters like Harvey Cartel and... Uh, Quentin damn Tarantino it. was such a scary. Yeah, Tarantino fucking can fucking act. And I that was the first time we got a chance outside of Reservoir. Was Reservoir Dogs before from Dust Till Dawn? I think so. I think it might have been. And then Pulp Fiction, he's in it for a minute. The dude can act. He was working in a fucking video store. Yeah. (laughs) It's just amazing. But, um, yeah, he can act, and he did a great job in that. But, and the dude can play a perv. I'm sorry. But he's like... uh, what do you want me to eat your pussy? Yeah. Oh, he was super creepy and skeevy, and I bet he's got a little <laughs> bit of that in him. You know what I mean? But he seems like he's... But I mean, um, oh, yeah, Mark, he seems uh, like he's, cancel the Quentin Tarantino right. interview? Tarantino's like... 
Uh, I'll be banned. Oh, no, man. I can't malign that dude. I still got to watch Django and shit. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. Like a motherfucker. You I see Don Johnson looking like, see that. looking like Colonel Sanders in that white suit for like a split second in the trailer. I was like, that's fucking Don Johnson. And he was just like, <laughs> you know, boy, you better. I don't know what he said. He went like, to KU, dude. What's that new movie? Yeah. Tarantino Scott that's coming out? Uh, Django yeah. Unchained. Django. Yeah. No, no. no. Uh, Iron uh, Steel. Fist. Yeah, the Iron Fist. Oh, that's, that's the RZA, but produced by Tarantino. That does look crazy. Oh, RZA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm down to check that out. It may or may not, I, like I don't know if I have the same hopes I have for uh, Django. It looks shit, really it, good. Um, it does look cool. Dude, dude. from cool. Gladiator, Russell Crowe yeah. as like the cowboy. It's like a badass. Dude. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the one dude from Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah Lucas I Black, right? Uh, no, not him. Well, and they got the dude that, like... No, the guy that was, died in there. His the, car blew up, right? Well, no, this was the bad guy who was in it all the way till the end. Oh, I gotcha. Or something like that. It's not Jeremy Lin. Uh, Isn't that cool? They, call they got it, the like, dude, like, the Golden Colossus dude, you know, that, like, turns into metal and yeah. shit, and it's all, like, carved and everything. Like, yeah. that's it's pretty sweet. Definitely got, like, some Kill Bill element to it. Right. Uh, oh, and then so just, close. like, uh, almost a um, freaking game, not game of death... Um, Enter the Dragon or something, just cool right. martial arts tournament style stuff. Holy like shit! More weaponry. Kill Bill Volume Three. Now they announced that forever ago as like an animated thing. Is that? No, it's it just, doesn't have a date, so it's just a IMDb floater, man. But Django Unchained, I cannot wait to see that. You know, Jamie Foxx is gonna knock it out of the ballpark. You know what's cool is like you see that part in the trailer where he's sitting next to the dude and he's like. Uh, Spelling out the name or whatever, he's like D J A N G O, and the D is silent. The dude he's telling it to is the original Django, because it's based on like old spaghetti western stuff. Yeah. There's a white dude and everything, but uh, and the story <laughs> was awesome. different. Hmm. I just thought that was kind of cool. That is really cool. Um, yeah. So, but basically, back to savages, because you know we never digress here on Smacks Cast. Pot growers Ben and Chon, not Sean, Chon. Face off against the Mexican drug cartel who kidnapped their shared girlfriend. By the way, all of these summaries, cast information, etc. came from IMDB.com as usual. I think they misspelled, uh, you said pot, I think it was chips growers. Chips, bag yeah. of chips. Yeah, chips, uh, chips distributors. Right. Damn it. I always fucked that no, up. No, it wasn't you, it was IMDB, man. All right. Thank you for that. Um, on 11-13, it's going to be a big day for me because I'm going to go buy Savages. And then I'm picking up Doctor Who Series 7 Part 1. Oh, shit. Yeah. I will never... You know, as long as they do this where they release it in two parts, personally, I think that's fucking cool, but... Yeah, but then you got to buy the special separately. Well, you know what? You have to anyway. They always you do a special Yeah, you box. have to anyway. Right. Yeah, I've okay. got most of them. No, I have all the specials, but... Yeah. Of the modern Doctor Who. But... Man, when I start to collect the old shit, I'm in deep trouble because there's right. tons of old shit. Back into the vaults. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, like, they'll release part one and part two, and then almost immediately they're going to release the entire series. The box set, right. Which, um, whatever, I mean, I bought I bought the first Matt Smith, uh, was that series six? Six, five? six part one or something, because five came out, it seemed like, as a whole season. I don't remember five being split like that. Maybe right. it was. But I bought that was his first year as the doctor, right? Yes, yeah, because this will be his third. See, I bought that one all in one. Yeah, you're right. They yeah. didn't release it in two parts. But this is a good idea because it gives, it doesn't, if fans don't have to sit around and wait for the entire set to come out. Right. But, you can jump all over, like, series, you know, part one of the series before two premieres or whatever and just, you know, mow through it or something. 
Oh, I'm I got excited, some, man. Doctor Who. I got a little Doctor Crab if you want to. Yes, roll yeah. it out, man. Uh, it's not crab, but it's, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Matt Smith this week, uh, I, I pulled this off of io9.com, but I think it was redirected from a couple other sites. Um, he uh, mentioned that he wanted, the, or in his head anyway, he, he thought it would be cool if the Doctor met uh, Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. What? Yeah, man, and, and also uh, something else. Now here, you're buddy. watching that, right, Barney? Breaking Bad, didn't no, you start no. watching it? I'm, I'm still trying to catch up Dude, on the Walking Dude, I've been telling Dead. you about that right. for months. Uh, well, this, this also ties in, but... Uh, it's he, not uh, like you're busy at all. you got a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to keep, uh, you know, the break in front of you and the fuckers off your back. So. Easy as pie in the fingers, man. Shoot. Pie no, in the kidding. fingers. Not, you know, when you live in a cardboard box, life is a bitch. But now we've welcomed you with open arms into our little community. Yeah. Uh, Come in, I slap at Tim. I'm doing good. Yeah, that's Try right, man. Just a just yeah, a nice season so, chunk. <laughs> if you folks want to know why Barney has been contributing intermittently today, it's because he's back here gnawing on the fucking ribs. Max and I haven't. <laughs> Max's Less so Max's now. legs are starting to look good to me, and I, I'm not. A, never mind. My, my legs look good to begin with. <laughs> shit. No, I'm Holy just shit! Uh, I'm gonna slap you in a pair of high heels, bitch, and chow down. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, eating, eating, ra- eating Max Hool. Eating Max Hool. Uh, uh, out on Criterion. DVD and Blu-ray this yeah, week. Right. Uh, <laughs> What'd you say? Make him recreate the Selma Hayek dance. Uh, oh, but, no. but from Dogma this don't. time. The cleavage isn't quite the same, but it will be okay. It never will be. <laughs> uh, but no, he literally said like uh, he would he would walk up to to Heisenberg and just be like, "You're a badass, man. I'm gonna I'm not doing an accent, by the way. I'm gonna make you good. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you back to my side. It's gonna be all right, dude. Don't worry." And that's like he said that. Uh, and he also like you know he, he talked up Brian Cranston, but he also said like, uh, "Imagine if the or, what's up? Um, do you know who the character Heisenberg is, Barney?" And- the, He's basically the alter line. ego. Uh, Walter White is the main character. That you know, you know the basic premise of the story. Right. The high school teacher has to make meth to save up money for his family in right, case he right. dies. Heisenberg is the alter ego he creates, who does the cooking based on the uh, uncertainty principle of the yeah. scientist Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah, and he always puts on this funky little hat right. and his sun. Didn't he put sunglasses on? Yeah, but the hat. Yeah. I mean, definitely signifies yeah. that Heisenberg. Still, is in the still, house. spoiler. My favorite yeah. fucking part. Plug your little ears, Barney, if you don't want to hear. <laughs> Favorite part of the entire series is when he takes that fucking Dodge Charger out into that parking lot, spins donuts for half an hour, and then sets yeah. that motherfucker on fire. That was pretty dope. Brand Just, new car. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told, yeah, told, you, told you about, about that. that. Just the first time His that wife he, like, tells him that's a, the last great act of defiance. Just the first time that he delivers that new bag of shit or whatever, and yeah. it's really some shit that just blows up. Like, I can't remember what it was, but he just fucking walks an explosive in because he's, so, he's smart enough yeah. to do it, man. Uh, and they're not yeah, used to, to that, dealing with dudes like that. To that crazy fucking drug dealer, he just walks it in there and. Yeah, that was awesome. That was balls. That was Heisenberg, dude. He also said, uh, "Imagine if the doctor turned up in the uh, like with the zombies in The Walking Dead." So he's like thinking about these AMC <laughs> shows with the doctor popping Holy up. Holy shit! And he's talking about like, uh, "Hey guys, don't worry, we'll figure this out. It's gonna be cool." The and, sad uh, thing is, is will they listen to Matt Smith? Right. That'd well, and cool. he. He he thinks that he could like uh, his doctor would get in there and like uh, get the zombies talking somehow. You know, he'd figure out a frequency because that's how it would work out on Doctor. Uh, you know, beef. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, if they talk, they're just gonna be like brains. Brains. But one more thing on uh, Matt Smith too. Oh, and then he also said this week that he would love uh, for his doctor to face the master. Roll is saved by uh, John Sims, so I wonder he's not quite John calling Sims. him out. But uh, uh, damn, that fucking cool. 
they made me hate that dude so bad. I don't know about yeah. you, but but he he plays that detestable role well. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's played less detestable. He might be the nicest guy on earth, but when he's playing the master, he's the biggest cocksucker yes. I've ever seen in my life. I would agree with that. So, was that all you had on the doctor? On the doctor, yes, sir. Why don't we have a little Walking Dead discussion while Let's we're at it? it. Um, did, have you been watching the current yes. episodes, Barn? Yes. Did you call me Nana? No. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, Nana. It's I am, I am yeah. Paw Paw. <laughs> Still hallucinating from, you know, losing mine. Well, Tim used to take a lot of drugs, too, man, so you're getting oh. some of that shit by proxy, but, you know. Nice. Uh, <laughs> he only did it? the best. Uh, hey, man, I gotta... I saw him yeah. open a bag of chips last yeah, week. I gotta, I gotta get some... Uh, <laughs> He's some, like... Gain some ground, you know? This is from the Snacks cast. That's right. I can't afford these sweet legs on nothing, man. Like, I gotta, you know... Yeah, yeah. Earn. Yeah, motherfucker. Ooh. Keep mentioning That's your right. legs. Uh, see what happens. And apparently my control over the chips in the bunker. Uh, <laughs> but no, okay, so Walking Dead, man, this week. Did you You're watch it this week? You're going to be using that rake for a crutch, dog. Dude. Uh, <laughs> yes. Fucking, and a hairbrush. They get better. You know how uh, season two, and I don't know, you haven't caught up to season two yet. No. I'm and season I'm gonna, one and three down. You yeah. almost, almost start right in having done that. Like season two, sort of. And I'm, along oh, a bit. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Spo- I'm not gonna say any spoiler or release any information about season two, other than to say it really started out slow. Yes, they it did. really did. They did move Darabont. We talked about it though, so it was nobody yeah, can say the same for this season. No. no, right out of the fucking box. I mean, bam in the face. And then to have the... This is a spoiler for those of you who have not seen the episode. Pause your iPod right now. Go take a leak or open a bag of chips. I don't care. But, um... The, you know, the closing sequence, the governor's sitting there looking at a bunch of floating fucking heads. With the uh, the fucking pilot just chilling on top. Like, yeah. that was so fucked up. <laughs> the eye movement and yeah, everything. Dude. So oh. you know the head still. I mean, it, well, and they just discussed... Having just discussed with the scientists, dude, the, the potential... Uh, amount of cognizance that they have where we've previously assumed that they're completely mindless you know now but you've read the i've read read the the books but there's so many like still so many different things you remember the twist with the governor though right i do but it wasn't this and the governor was sort of a mix of merle and well fucking yeah but that's why this is exciting because you know where he's gonna go exactly man i'm and uh and kirkman's involved he's balls deep in this thing he really is yeah uh, and yeah. that dude. So I mean, I think a lot of the story twists and things like that are either okayed or directly out of his brain, which you know brought us the original property too that we all. It's know. good to know that they're going to stick to the, basically stick to the the premise of the storyline, but because I don't think he's going to want to deviate too right. terribly far from it. But there is d- enough different shit going on where you can you can absolutely enjoy both of these things. Michonne's still just bad as yeah. shit, dude. Oh. <laughs> just like, got the rid whole of her time. pets, man. Right? She just stood up and, you know. That was weird, though, because yeah. they had already alerted, you know, the cat was out of the bag, and then she stands up and fucking offs him. Yeah. But what were you going to say, Barney? I'm sorry, I kind of inter- interrupted you. I don't know. I was just making Yeah, it was, sounds, that, that was kick-ass. Is. And did you guys notice how cool that katana is she's using? You could see, like, the the Chinese symbol on the blade. Yeah. I know, it reminded me of the Kill Bill blades. 
I was looking yeah. at it and I was like, yeah. dude, that looks like, like a, a Tori Hanzo movie yeah. or something. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Well, and did you notice with the last two episodes, they totally fucking feast for Crow Dance with Dragons does by like giving us one episode like completely with these characters over here and then one completely over here. Yeah. I just had to like throw Game of Thrones in there for no reason. But like, but I, I can't say that. Well, we're all about Game of Thrones yeah. and everything to do with those genres. But, but they kept it separate, you know. Like we were over here with Rick in the jail and shit, which was. But rock I really solid. did. I, Max, then, I really did want them to visit the prison for a little bit. Because, I did a little bit, but then I kept wanting to see more well, of this shit too, and yeah. what the fuck's going on with the governor and stuff. And and now that they've sort of established both of those, maybe they'll start bleeding them together, or maybe we'll just get this back and forth until stuff collides. When and if it does, I don't know. I'm not complaining because I love the show with all of my heart. But wouldn't you like to see maybe just an hours alternate more. release? Well. The, the a governor the way he was written in the comic because yeah. that was one he, that dude was like openly psycho although this dude is more so now i think they're just sort of letting it letting it he come is in too slow, but, but i mean the governor when yeah. you saw him you knew he was batshit crazy yeah yeah now have you read the comics no some you need to they are really good it's I mean, some wonderful shit dude it, it, i mean if you like if you're a fan of the show it's oh, it's an easy it. jump but you know i mean and I they read fast yeah and, they, and they're like I sat down on a weekend and read the because I think when they do the compendiums, it's like forty nine or fifty issues, and it's fucking amazing. But yes. why don't we just get that out of the way now? Because I like happen to have right here in the bunker. Oh my god! Take that so with you and enjoy. Yeah. And nice. compendium two is out now, but that's fucking awesome. I think it's the first fifty episodes, don't you? It's a and then they kind of pick up chunk. with these. Yeah, definitely. I definitely need to catch up on these. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think so, that's how I read them first. Was like back to back, one through fifty, and then everything else yeah. beyond that. Like as you know, so as when people. you go back to your little um, to your little cubby here in the, in the bunker tonight, fuck the softcore porn. Read Walking Dead. But dude, it's <laughs> it's Retro Diaries, bro. It's got David Duchovny and shit too. He's all like. And uh, you know, I don't even remember how Richie Diaries went. Fuck it. I'm just He's watching. got the dog. I'm waiting to see what you say. Uh, Zalman King's a genius. <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't know. It's, it's got Davy Dukes, man. It's fucking Fox Things Motor. Uh, I think we need to change the filters here in the yes, uh, the breathing system. In the... <laughs> I think the, the air is starting yeah. to wail a bit. Let's move. Let's move here. Um, the Walking Dead, so... Where do you think where do you think it's going? Because I heard they're going to split this uh, it into eight episodes and oh, then eight shit. episodes. That's good and bad. I don't want to. F- I, don't I know want that period of wait, but uh, you know. Uh, oh my God! I think we're being invaded. Briefly, um, we're going to take a quick pause here to see what's up. All right, we're back, folks. Sorry about the the break there, but I I thought shit was falling apart here. Somebody was knocking at the dough. We thought we were about to be the Walking Dead. <laughs> Grab your rakes, gentlemen. And Barney, I'm sorry, but all we have is this little plastic rake. <laughs> You're gonna have to do some martial rakeage. It's, it's still effective, dude. I think we've struck fit. Just the shape of the rake alone is now recognized universally. It's We're like, gonna have yeah. T-shirts made with rake heads. Rake necklaces. Mar- oh shit. Better than a crucifix. I've heard martial rakeage has struck a chord with the listening audience. I would say I would say that the power of rake compels us. You know. <laughs> The power of rake compels you. May the rake be with you. There you go. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Jesus Christ, we got a whole marketing campaign the... right here. Yeah. I can see the dollar signs right now. 
folks, if you want to buy a cheap-ass rate, click on your PayPal link, right? <laughs> no, we don't have one. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so like like I was saying, I mean, how do you think they're going to wind up the eight the eight episode uh, swing here. I, mean, I got no fucking clue, dude, because there's enough different shit that I'm like completely on the edge of my seat. You know what I mean? Like I have, as it goes, like in the moment, I'll suppose something that's about to happen, and then it either does or doesn't. But I mean, on the overall, I don't know, which is great. I mean, I. But I've it. got to say, when those plot twists occur, with this set of of folks who are producing this show, they're pleasant shocks. You know, it's yeah, not like. Yeah. They change the the plot and it doesn't deviate from the main storyline, but you're still like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I've been known to be a dick about that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just I know like, don't... you're just a bit of a purist. Yeah, aren't but, you? but well, yes and no, man. It just depends on if you do it like this, you're doing it right, man. That's I'm not I'm not not for no reason, I guess. You know, but right. if it's just fucked up and it just ruins something that's otherwise great, then you know. But this is completely yeah. in keeping with the spirit of the comic. It's just like more. It's just like a. It's like a what if. It's like one of those old choose your own adventure books and shit. And this is just we're just choosing oh, a slightly different. Books books and sometimes <laughs> those stories would bleed together, so you'd have we used to write those. Element. Yeah. You guys ever make stories up and do the choose your own adventure? Uh, yeah, we back when we too back in the day. Yeah. Hey, so Walking Dead, all good. We know we love it. I've got a few little things that I'd like to burn through if you guys don't mind. Cool. Um, what I was looking at is I was stopping to consider, you know how last week we talked about how horror has become more of a respectable genre and how the films are just everywhere now on television, etc. When did we talk about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. In, uh. in between the bags of chips. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, the baked lays. Oh, nice. Anyway... Um, so what I was thinking about was special effects and horror, fantasy, sci-fi, and how those have, how changes have been made over the years. And I found a website, www.filmsite.org. I wonder if holding this paper in front of me is... Can you guys hear me okay on the monitor? Yeah, you sound good. So it's not like blocking me. Okay. I suppose if I squeezed out a little squeaker fart, it would... <laughs> these fucking microphones would pick it up. That's why we got the paper, man, just to just to funnel that sound right on in there. <laughs> um, so anyway, filmsite.org, and the title was Greatest Visual and Special Effects slash FX Milestones in Film, and they broke it down by uh, years. So, like, for example, what I'm talking about right now is 19, just in between 1981 and 82, the first one to be considered is an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it was a fucking awesome film. That was awesome, dude. I love it. And basically, uh, what they say is this classic horror film contained a visceral transformation scene that won an Academy Award for Best Makeup. <laughs> what were we just talking about that earlier? Yeah. How they get dissed. So here's an example of not being dissed. But I would say that... But that's I mean, makeup. That's would not you, Yeah, wouldn't yeah. you say that most of the awards that are won for this genre have to do with cinematography, makeup, etc. Specifically, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, what we were talking about earlier was performance. Yeah. You know, reward for performance. Gotcha. And that's, what, that's where they get dicked. But, yeah, totally. But this was the first to win in the newly established Oscar, or Oscar category of best makeup. Okay. And Rick Baker is awesome. We all know that. But it told a backpacking American college student tourist in the Yorkshires, uh, David Kessler, played by David Naughton, Turned into a werewolf slash lycanthrope. His body, face, and limbs crunched and his skin bubbled as it grew hair and elongated. Fucking, that looked painful, that transformation scene. Yeah. Looked painful. 
You do? I didn't want to be a werewolf. <laughs> no. But who can forget Jenny a gutter, man? I was in love with that chick, oh, yeah. the nurse. Yeah. What else she Alex. She was in some other shit, right? She's actually been in, like, um, MI5. The, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, that's the what I was thinking of. Yeah, she's... Life hadn't been too I didn't kind. put those two things together. But... But she's still a good actress. Yeah. Anyway, it says some of the same special effects te- techniques were used in Joe Dante's horror comedy, The Howling, which featured stunning mm. metamorphosis sequences of man into wolf. That was pretty and, dope. And the yeah. next one that I have here is The Howling. And Joe Dante, also notable for doing the Gremlins film. Yeah. Which I remember going and seeing that at the theater. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. But the original Howling. Yeah, the first one was good. Then yeah, there was some started get the first one. Little. <laughs> you guys remember the scene in the like the porn shop where Dee Wallace Stone goes in because she plays this reporter. She goes in to get the story, and she's sitting in this back dark room with this dude, you know, because that's the only way she's going to get this scoop. And he like starts to transform while they're in there. It's dude, I was eleven years old in nineteen eighty one. I remember setting up at my my grandpa's house because he. My grandpa was fucking awesome. They'd let me stay up all night long just watching television. I had like a candy drawer, dude. I'd have like M&M's, orange, all the good shit. You were living the dream. But I'll tell you what, I didn't eat a fucking thing while I was watching this show by myself. Because it was like, that movie, I don't know, they say horror slash comedy. Yeah. It wasn't too fucking funny when you're an 11 year old. I mean, yeah, older perspective. You can see a little bit of dark humor in there and stuff. It says uh, features stunning metamorphosis, shape shifting sequences of man into wolf. One was juxtaposed with a TV scene of the big bad wolf and three little pigs. You remember that was was on the television? Yeah. 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 Uh, The special groundbreaking makeup effects were originally to be produced by makeup wizard Rick Baker. But director John Landis took him away to which John Landis is awesome too. Yeah, John Landis took cool. him away to work on an American Werewolf in London. Huh. Um, so Baker's assistant Rob Botton filled in. This was before the days of CGI. I would say Mr. Rob Botton did a fantastic job. Honorable mention for the Thriller music video. Really? If you want to get, I don't know. Rob Botton. No, I don't know if it's Landis. Landis dude. John Landis. But just yeah. no, just dope werewolf shit too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, during a memorable werewolf transformation scene with incredible special effects, the pneumatic transformations without CGI effects changed in real time, accompanied by cracking noises. Do you remember that? Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you feel like the bones. <laughs> <you know, so. laughs> it was fucking great. Like when when the gu- shit. yeah when the guy from the the peep show booth whatever was in the room with one of the characters and he like starts to transform right in front of him because he wants to. Those remember how big those fucking werewolves were? Yeah, like they were fucking. like huge. Yeah. And then Patrick McGee from the Avengers played the Doctor. But um, it says the snout and dr- uh, the snout and jaw structures elongated and grew, cheeks, forehead, and neck undulated and bubbled. Air bladders under the facial latex skin, talon-like nails, claws extended from fingers, teeth grew into feral fangs, and hair, fur, and pointy devilish ears grew out. The third werewolf film of the same year was Wolfen. You remember Fucking that one? Wolfen. Oh man, yeah. I I don't know how I don't. I'm trying to think yeah. of the name of the actor, Albert, uh, British actor. Finney? Yeah, Albert. Was Finney. it for Albert Finney? Oh, I think shit. so. I'm sure I've seen Wolfen, man, but I cannot. Let's just check on our little magic oh. computer and see how it works here. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
It was Albert Finney. The Wolfen will come for you with his razor. Yeah, Albert Finney and Diane Venora. Cool. Yeah, good movie. Not as good, in my opinion, as The Howling or uh, American Werewolf Ooh, in London. Edward James Olmos also in there. Yeah, still yeah. fucking... Oh, by Whitley Stryber, too. The yeah, the book. Yeah, wow. still. Okay. Creepy as shit. Absolutely. Gregory Hines. Look, Tom Noonan, ticky, ticky, dude. Ticky Tom Noonan, dude, from, like, Hell Damages yeah. and all sorts of and shit. And Manhunter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he, he's been on Hell on Wheels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotta start watching that. Um, And then, the same year. Think about this. All of these were in 1981. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, that was a movie? That's... I'm just kidding, man. That was... <laughs> shit. Uh, it was a commercial, yeah, actually. But... For a movie. Um, dun, part of the dun, reason dun, why this film dun, won dun, the Academy dun. Award for Best Visual Effects, and that was a good soundtrack uh, play, but I don't think the ducking's going to work. Do 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 do. Was due to it. Do 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 do. Was due to its was due to do do to its awesome climax with amazing visual effects, revealing the power of the Ark of the Covenant as it was opened by the face melting Nazis. Yeah, that was face, the face melting Nazis. A few more of the film's most remarkable special effects shots included the giant boulder rolling after Indy in the gripping opening and the amazing final image of the government warehouse where the Ark was stored, a lengthy matte shot, and a tribute to a similar final scene in Citizen Kane. What the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, And then, 1982, Blade Runner. Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah. Classic noirish science fiction film was nominated for Best Achievement Visual Effects, as was the Ghost Story Poltergeist in '82. The fucking '80s ruled, guys. I'm they really sorry, did, dude. They they did. Did. Uh, yeah. Coach smoked that dude with his wife in bed and Poltergeist. Like that changed my life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ate, ate them chips and stuff. Okay, uh, and then you had. I just thought, what a cool couple to sit around <laughs> eat chips together, you know, and just just chill before everything goes to shit. And you then, know what I mean? and then right. Craig T. Nelson shows up. Like twenty years later, in that movie with Susan Sarandon, he, once again he's eating bags of chips. Just, just munching. The just, Family yeah. Stone, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, uh, the fun, Family Stoned. <laughs> fun little rom com. Yeah, but it was actually a little sad in the end, if I yeah. remember right. But okay, eighty two, The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Et the extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. and then the biggest, most incredible bag of chips movie ever made. Pink Floyd, The Wall. That was... Oh, yeah. I've got to say, I ate some chips and watched that motherfucker. That was that was beyond chips, though, dude. That was like a chips and dips flick. You know, like, that, was, that was something else. That was something... Yeah. That was the next level. No, that shit was right like there. four trips to grocery yeah, store there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The trips being the <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yes, that was nacho yeah. cheesy or shit right there. That was no plain bag. Oh, yeah, and that was pre uh, ranch, whatever you call it. The, the cooler ranch. Cooler ranch, yeah. Okay, and I'm going to skip forward a little bit, my brother. If you, you know, because we're talking about special effects then and special effects now are closer to our decade. Doctor Who 2008 TV show. This BBC science fiction TV show was the first to use the massive AI system software normally used for crowd sequences or for battle sequences in science fiction and fantasy films, i.e. The Lord of the Rings. Now in Series 4 during 2008, the first of its 13 episodes, Partners in Crime, an investigation was underway regarding weight loss pills tested by Adipose Industries. 
Yeah. I dig those little adipose. Yeah, those little They're tribbles or whatever. Shit. They were tribbles. Then this, Barney, I know, you tribbles. I know you haven't watched Doctor Who yet. Right. Which we're not going to try him and convict him yet. But they sold these little pills and they would cause, like, the fat would turn into these cute, fucking adorable little they creatures. They really were pretty, pretty cute. They were like a single tooth. Yeah, and they'd, yeah, they look like little babies and they'd fall off and they'd, like, <laughs> you know, they'd waddle. Off. Yeah. I they were I can't remember the the whole point of collecting all the adipose, but do you? I mean, they no, not offhand. Uh, they to took form them a from a giant the, fat yeah. monster and enslaved the universe. I don't know, you know. Kind of like the it was nefarious. You collect them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they did. They were just trying to collect all your fat. It was it whatever it was. It was for nefarious. It was, purposes. but that one chick. Um, I don't know if you remember the scene. She's like in the bathroom looking at herself, and yeah. you hear her screaming. And I mean, there's nothing left of the chick. I mean, mm. they like totally deadposed her. She was, gone, and it was so. cute anyway. The whole time when they're jumping <laughs> off, that's what was so fucked yeah, up about it. Because they come walking like, out, and oh, they oh. and they yeah, they like wave at people. They're like <laughs> literally the cutest way to kill somebody. <laughs> I yeah. just fucking killed you. <laughs> Sound like the Pillsbury fucking doughboy. Pieces of you. But, <laughs> The revolutionary pills taken at night caused excess fat to literally melt away in the form of tiny marshmallowy creatures as seen in CGI sequences. People taking the pill dissolved and died in the process into dozens of fat blobs, as the advertisement claimed. The fat just walks away. <laughs> the alien creatures called adipose were short white blobs that then terrorized London. Good show. Good show. Obviously, Dr. Ho's Dr. Ho. Whew, man, that was the best parody porn film Next Doctor Who I ever to saw. Dr. Who, Dr. Ho is one of the best so, I ever saw. So, you know, she traveled around and like... Uh, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck she, she was like, I'm ready to open the vortex. <sighs> Come on, man. Come get the best artist. scene. That's right. <laughs> Ass hat. And then you know, she you remember like when she would she would open the legs and stuff. Yeah, right. There were a couple ass hats floating around in that flick too. Dr. But she'd open Ho. the legs. It was like <laughs> yeah. instead of the Tardis, it's like the Clitoris. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. And you know, being a hoe would explain the multiple doctors. Yeah, and they were always struggling to find it so they could get out of danger. You know, yeah. what kind of doctor are you? Damn sure ain't a pediatrician, Chief. We're all gynecologists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, put your feet in the stirrups, please. Anyway, man, we have got to stop insulting women. Because I'm pretty sure in some way this is insulting women. I apologize, ladies. She was a doctor. But we're having a lot <laughs> of fun with this, so continue, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm not going to cover, like, the whole fucking deal I found on this. But how could it would I, we would be completely remiss if we did not talk about Avatar a little bit? I think so. Mm-hmm. The the pinnacle, the crowning uh, achievement thus far. Yeah. Even if you didn't give one fucking whip for the storyline, which was awesome anyway. Which was Ferngully. How could you not be blown away by the special effects in this film? It was pretty spectacular. Best three D movie I've seen in the theater. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Really, one of the only one of the few, and it, like from a dude having seen very few 3D films, uh, it, one of the few films making any use at all of the 3D, other than like gimmicky shit. You know what I mean? Right. That and maybe Hugo Cabret or whatever. Where you have like a director with the vision to like to to make it a tool. Are you and talking not about just the film gimmick. Hugo? 
Yeah. I love that. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess the film was just Hugo or whatever. And that's Scorsese. So, again, it's a dude with an idea, mm. the, you know, a mind that wraps around the the use of 3D as opposed to just the, Surely the gimmicky. Surely Hugo. I'm gonna throw some shit at the screen. It's it's kind of know. a it's kind of a kid movie, but Ben Kingsley's in it. The Mandarin. Yeah, the Mandarin's in it with uh, Borat and I, uh, some other people. I just watched girl. it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's a triumvirate. Moret's uh, Grace, the, Moretz Grace. The, the forthcoming Carrie from the Carrie film that they're making. She's gonna knock that out of the fucking ball with Julianne Moore. Just like they're all gonna laugh at you. Ridiculous. No, it's, it should be cool though. Um, you got to see Hugo, man. It's a, it's really a good show, and it's kind of make it's kind of a feel good flick too. Sasha Baron Cohen is in it, and it's got a. It, I was almost afraid it was going to be real Polar Express and shit because everybody's like slightly, you know, it's kind of animated. But no, not at all. It's Scorsese, dude. Really good, really good. But as far as Avatar goes. Although originally scheduled for release in the late spring of '09, the opening was delayed until mid-December due to the demands of the special effects and the installation of 3D projection systems to accommodate the film worldwide. Created for so, the film by camera. How much her. shit did we get fed, like Jaws 3D, where there wasn't wasn't even a 3D system? Yeah. You know, they give you these fucking cardboard glasses, right. and you've got this tacky fucking shark that all it does is, you know, you might be able to see it look like it's not a 2D image but yeah anything right. uh, all of which is better than Jaws 2 where the shark just yells and shit <laughs> like just growl like you know like, By the way, my DNA, like my DNA was spiced with all yeah. when I was young I was like come on dude it's no longer a shark like it's a monster like it had some stuck in his throat it's like chill out Bruce cause that was the shark's name I James think, right? Cameron though you can't go wrong dude but uh and that, and that was actually filmed with a 3D camera, from what I heard too. But he more or less created the the 3D technology for that movie, yeah. which is now being used in all kinds of shit. But there's also this like 2.5D where they go back in after the fact. I'm sure there's a real term yeah, for it. like they did with Clash of the Titans. Yeah, but, which is yeah, but which that's how they fucked that. 3D. But they yeah. fucked that movie up because they yeah. didn't shoot it in 3D. Right. I think I went to see it before I did. You were the one that said see it in 2D, Sean, because. 3D the 3D was... shit. Because they didn't shoot it in 3D. I would say you should see damn near everything in 2D, but I mean... I yeah, know. I'm not a big... If I had the money to buy a 3D TV, I don't know if I would. Not it's until... Because be... the other thing is they're working on uh, doing that so where you don't have to sit in your house and wear some glasses and shit. So wait yeah. wait for that. Hold out for the, you know... Hold out for the know. real shit. Yeah, where you don't have that to That would be a miracle, as blind as I am. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's also hard on people with glasses, man. Yep. Sure is. And sorry about the length of this, guys, but... Uh, We're going long again. Watchmen, 2009. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I'm just going to, you know, give it a couple of seconds here, because Zack Snyder directed this, and he of 300 fame. Yes, and Did forthcoming it. Superman, Man of Steel. Yeah. Mm. He's a pretty fucking... He's a good director. He is cool. And, uh, obviously... If you're a comic geek, you love Watchmen. So. Oh, like a motherfucker. But the graphic novel's so much better. So much more. But he did. He really did some great stuff with the material in there. Gonna have to pick that up, I think, the graphic novel. But, yeah, I don't... They said Billy Crudup wore a specially designed motion capture suit covered with pattern markers and face markers. Yeah. He was filmed with two to four HD witness cameras in addition to the film's master camera. And was just swinging dong, dude, like in that flick, just blue dong, and that's all everybody it was. could focus on. I know, yeah. man. And I was in the book, and I thought it about it like, for like a millisecond reading the massive. book, but like, yeah, 
This blue dong. Well, I mean, was that really necessary? <laughs> but I guess don't you don't say anything you might incriminate yourself. Um. <laughs> yes, it was two, necessary. Cuts two thousand and ten. It's true to the book, man. The more dick, the better. Whatever. Dick, 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 dick. dick. Dick and a dick. Dick. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> um, Inception, 2010. Christopher Nolan. Um, he did The Dark Knight, right? He yes. sure did. Dark, yeah. The entire most recent Batman trilogy, trilogy as well as um, uh, Insomnia and some other shit. Um, oh, fucking um, Guy Pierce writes shit on his body. Memento. Oh, where the entire movie yeah. plays that backwards. Crazy. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good for Late me. 90s, but yeah, Inception's good, but I mean, it takes a little while to kind of get into the, because it moves it moves so fast and, I don't know. And it's still long. You have to allow yourself to be incepted, I think. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to allow yourself to like Leonardo Hard. DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, that's, I think in Django, you get to hate him, which is going to be great. Awesome. See, I can't wait for that film to come Not out at all. But anyway, Inception. And they also mentioned Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Because it was nominated for Best Visual Effects, but the film lost to Inception. <laughs> it didn't. It got Incepted, dude. Like, no magic spell could save it. They were all... Uh, yep. <laughs> Inceptiarmus. Patronums. <laughs> All right, man. That's um, I guess as far as Harry Potter goes, the CGI characters of House Elves, Creature, and Dobby were animated visual effects, as was Python-like Nagini's early appearance, followed by uh, its emergence from Bathilda Bagshot and subsequent attack against Harry. Right. Yeah, there was some good shit in there, man. I mean, they, those were great flicks, really. Overall, just fun, fun Dobby, movies. Dobby rocked. Yeah. Huh. That was fucked up, the way he died, though. I was really sick. He took the shit that was awful about Jar Jar and made it work, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, he should have been a more annoying character. And he was annoying, but, I mean, that was sort of the... But he did, yeah. He was kind of kick-ass, man, yeah. for what he was. Uh, Dude. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm now. Really? All right, on the quick, as, man. As far as uh, the discussion... Uh, oh, okay. We could go a lot we'll deeper say. as far as talking about special effects, but... Right. Anyway... What you got? Anything I got else just two up? things, man. I just wanted to uh, mention uh, one of my favorites instead of the Misfits, which I think you started. Oh uh, shit! Misfits uh, series four just started this week. It's fucking awesome. Well, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's there's new cast members and everything, uh, replacing some uh, obviously missing cast members from last season. Uh, the dude that plays Rudy, Joseph Gilgan from like This Is Britain and some other shit, just awesome, man. Just has some of the best lines. Just pulls off some of the most ridiculous shit. Uh, says some of the most detestable things, still engenders like empathy at times, you know, like great show. You should watch the Misfits. <laughs> Everyone should watch the Misfits. Not it's the not old movie with Marilyn Monroe. Just watch the Misfits. Yeah, I know because you right? I was in we there were we were talking there. at Barnes and Noble when that older lady was like Came in we, today. Were, we were talking about the Misfits. <laughs> and I it got oh, me again because I called her to be like, Hey the your movie's in and I saw the title but not the item and I was like, She ordered the Misfits? That's the shit. We're talking, and then we're I was talking like, oh, about right. the powers they have or whatever and she's like 
well, my grandkids watch that Netflix, yeah. so whatever. And you're like, you know, with the hailstorm, and then the dude like has this power where he like fucks a chick, and then the other shit happens. And so she's like, at which point the Maybe lady probably the left the store. Dude grabs that lady and just yeah. skull fucks her until yeah. she bleeds from her eye sockets. She didn't like that very but much. But has the electricity power? No, that never happens in the Misfits, by the way. But it is rather vulgar and crazy and shit. Yeah, my God. Anyway, um. Jump in with two quick things. We, talk, we we were talking earlier about some upcoming shows in the in the fall, spring, spring. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a show on NBC called Crossbones coming in 2013. This was from NBC.com. It's 1715 on the Bahamian Bahamian island of New Providence, first functioning democracy on the Americas, where diabolical pirate Edward Teach, Edward Teach, aka Blackbeard, and how can you go wrong with some Blackbeard shit? You can't. It's impossible. Um, reigns over a rogue nation of thieves, outlaws, and miscreant sailors. Sounds, sounds like awesome. Sounds like my high school. Um, so it has a bunch of shit about the show, but I think that pretty much says it all. Except for you know the fact of how Tom Lowe, a highly skilled undercover assassin, is sent to the Buccaneers. Haven to take down the brilliant and charismatic Blackbeard. Oh, shit. So, should be good. Anyway, the wings, yeah. dude. <laughs> One more I found called Do No Harm. That's also an NBC show. Uh, Dr. Jason Cole is a highly respected neurosurgeon who has it all. A lucrative career, confident charm, and the gift of compassion. If you got that, you don't need anything else. It worked for Doogie Hauser, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to... Yeah, but he also has a deep, dark secret. <laughs> One morning when he wakes up disoriented in a wrecked hotel room amid several near-naked women. Oh. This is an episode of Dr. Ho, isn't it? Good <laughs> job, He's never been before in in that particular hotel room. He knows one thing. It's happening again. Oh, and then, why don't you go ahead and cover the rest of the show? What do we got While here? I take a brief nap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Holy shit. We are going to, we're going to, like, dude. either meet or exceed the same time we had on last week's podcast. Yeah, potentially. Uh... Every night at about the same hour, something inside Jason changes, leaving him almost unrecognizable, seductive, devious, borderline sociopathic. <coughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, yes. right? Fuck Dr. yeah. Dr. Jekyll, nice. Mr. Oh, fuck it. I'm trying to work <laughs> that shit back in. Uh, uh, but essentially, yes, because this new you man... You guys just will not let it go. No, dude, it's... it's uh, if, I think we're on to something. Yeah, here. <coughs> parodies right parodies is the cast. new shit. Uh, <coughs> I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> Yes, yeah, we need a good underwriting. Uh, screw it. yeah, okay. Um, this new man is dangerous, uh, alternate personality who goes by the name of Ian Price, and nobody by the name of Ian Price is a good dude. Uh, <laughs> just a diabolical motherfucker. Price um, is right. For Sorry. years, he's battled uh, DID or Dissociative Identity Disorder. Jason has been able to keep Ian in check. I with got a... that. I got that. Do you really? Who Who are we speaking with right now? Who is it Sean? Who am I? Is it Sean? Oh shit! 
It's not Ian Price. Right. Yeah, really, anybody but Ian Price would be that cool with. Um, it's Dr. Ho, bitches. Right. <laughs> Hit the flow. <laughs> we might not be cool with that either. Locked in a bunker. Right. Uh, <laughs> Better lie on your backs, yeah, bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder Dr. Ho for You're going to issue corks and Vaseline at the door on your way out. Damn. <laughs> He's back there building stirrups under the table. <laughs> Let's oh yeah, see. you know it. We're in the, dude. We're rebuilding a society. I gotta take, take what I can get. You know, <laughs> stirrups. I sent Max out for some fucking stirrups, and he comes in with a goddamn saddle. I brought the whole horse, dude. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the stew pot after Tim? That's like uh, fucking. Um, I gotta make glue and shit. Yeah. Uh, know, after Tim, that's like um, filet mignon. <laughs> They're making a, a Mr. Ed movie, by the way, now that we mentioned horses. Oh that's some, that's some real shit as well. Can uh, they not think of anything original? I mean... No. Oh, they're also making a, a Family Circus film based on the one-panel-at-a-time comic strip Family Circus. So it's going to be like a stop motion. I'm kind of glad we're in a, I'm kind of glad we're in this bunker now. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, yeah. raise the arm. <laughs> Be like, like oh, Jeffy just did some cute foot. shit. Jeffy, when is Dr. Ho coming to visit? Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Family Circus. Tomorrow. Next week on Family Circus. Dr. Move Ho. Than Dragon Ball Z, dude. Uh, Dr. Ho, Ho puts it to Miss, uh, Mrs. Whatever Family Circus. Dr. Ho Ho. Do, that's the Christmas the, special. The Christmas special. I was going to say Dr. Ho Ho Ho. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, back to uh, uh, back to the show. <laughs> uh, Ian Price, uh, obviously kind of a dick, but uh, yeah, man. now his slash their body. All any in, Ian Prices in the world who have like may have won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Or I don't. Who... <laughs> I'm remorseless in my detest for uh, anybody by the name of Ian Price. Uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, uh, I, don't a, I don't give a shit bomb about it. Ann yeah. Wilson sang a song with Heartless, uh, heartless. And, with Ian Anderson, right? I'm not. It's not Ian's. Uh, I, I like the majestic flute of the Jethro Toll performed by Mr. Ian Anderson. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, I was the in two names. <laughs> I was in. You know, before, I like Jonathan Price. Before everything fell apart and we had to grab our aches and head below, I was at Barnes and Noble with Max again, and uh, dude walks in and he had like, he had like his Carhartt. Uh, overalls on, but he had a nice jacket or a work jacket, but it was nice and clean. Boots, and he comes in, and he's like, Max, like, how can I help you? And the dude's like, Jethro Tull. I'm like, fuck yeah, rock flute. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was one of the few dudes that wasn't like, you yeah, Jethro Tull. Yeah, yeah. Like Aqualung and stuff. I think he was one of the few dudes that wasn't like, yeah, he's a cool artist, isn't he? Because, you know, Jethro Tull's his name, right? And, yeah. Uh, like, or like when somebody's like, oh, that Pink Floyd, he's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> so this dude, I think, at least knew who he was talking about and everything. Um, but uh, anyway, like Ian Ian and uh, Jason have been uh, battling for years, it seems like. And uh, they've been uh, Jason's been using some uh, some heavy drugs to keep him in check. But uh, Ian's Ian's getting free, and to make matters worse, after being suppressed so long, he's hell bent on taking revenge on his oppressor. So uh, we we saw in that right. movie with uh, Homeboy from Wings that that shit's disastrous. What was it, Doctor Jekyll or Miss Hyde or something? Right? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Sean Young his alternate personality yeah. or something? That's Hello. Like the worst. Oh shit. The worst one ever. Oh. How'd you make it here, sweetie? Oh, time it's the out. Ouija board, dude. Time out, oh. y'all magic number all right man so 
looking forward to that show because who can who can um, do do not down yeah, pie fingers Jekyll and Hyde finger pie yeah who cannot would not enjoy a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde actually one of my favorite. Dr. Portrayals of that show is Jekyll, the British show. Which, well, with James Nesbitt? That looks James like it's the shit. I still have not watched oh, you have that. You have not seen that? If, if there's a version no, I'm interested to see, it, it's right? actually yeah. that one. That is fucking awesome. It's, cool. It's the best one I've ever seen. So. I think that's on Netflix. I'm going to check that out for sure. Well, Max, I think we've covered everything in a bag of chips. I just want to say also, though, real quick before we go, Wreck-It Ralph looks like it's going to change my life. Uh, have you guys <laughs> seen anything about Wreck-It Ralph? You t- looks- I think you mentioned it last week, didn't Fucking you? great, dude. And the soundtrack came out today, and it has an original song by Buckner and Garcia, who originally brought us Pac-Man Fever, dude. Ooh! And so it's Pac- now, it's like Wreck-It Ralph Wreck-It or something like that, but just I just thought that was such a nice touch, Jesus man, because it's, nice. it's a, a living, loving ago. tribute to old-school video games, new video games. But dude, it's like 80s night on the Smacks cast. I just love it, yeah. <laughs> Dude, speaking of old yeah. video games, have yeah. you checked out Gamers HQ in no. Topeka? No. Oh, Man. is that up on uh, like 29th and... It's on 21st and Gage right there yeah. on the little Yeah, but what did center. they do with their inventory after the they were overrun by zombies and had to defend the store? Well, yeah, right? this was this was all Well, before. he took it. He's like, I checked it out. But I checked it out. I mean, I checked that shit I'm going to take you guys since, you know, looter, for, the, looter. for the tin food. I'm going to yeah. show you where all the old games are. Beautiful. But they got I thought your pockets were full of video games. They got Galaga. They yes. got hell oh, yeah. They run tournaments. That's, dibs on the yeah, Sega Master on Avengers, System, dude. Yes, that's yeah. the best part with dudes. I like, was wearing a Galaga T-shirt when I saw that film. I was like, <laughs> awesome, uh, dude. He's playing Galaga. I know. Every time I see somebody playing it, I'm like, that guy's playing Galaga. Yep. And you can hear it. The sound effects were right. Stare at me like, really? We've all seen that movie. We need to go check that store out. It's cool. The dude that runs it is awesome. He has release nights and stuff, and they cool. no, Halo tournaments, and he's got a big screen TV in there with a couch. Is it brand new? That's great. Yeah, yeah, they're on Facebook and stuff. Check them out. How awesome. is that possible? Is that in the, uh, the shopping center with, um, is it 21st and Fairlawn, or Gage? Uh, Gage. Okay, so we're actually recording this information, yeah. so you guys, um, yeah, just Dude. ignore everything okay. you've heard about Gamers HQ. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph. It's going to change no. your life, my life, every life. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's gonna be good. Anyway, so Smacks cast. Barney, Smacks. thanks a fucking ton for being here tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. We're gonna thanks have you back with and, us, dude. And next time we will actually let you talk more. No, that's cool. Be a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, I think we laid down a good cast tonight. We had lots of excitement with the, uh, you know, ethereal voices floating or coming through the quote unquote ether. And uh, let us know what you think. Minor man. interruptions, yeah, absolutely. What we need, folks, we love you all. We love doing this. We need you to go out on iTunes and not only our Facebook page at obviously the Smackscast page. We have a website, smackscast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We're out there on um, what's it, Reddit. Uh, Reddit, correct? yep. We got a Reddit uh, profile on there yep. too. We're on we Twitter. Are, we're uh, we're everywhere. We man. actually will no longer be on Podcast Machine within the next few days, but we are everywhere. So please like us on iTunes. Give us as many stars as you feel we we merit, and please write reviews of what you think of our podcast. We want to be out there for you for a long time to come, mainly because. I have paid for the website for a long time to come. 
They, no, they, they need to there. rate you in rakes. He's necessitated <laughs> five it. Rakes yeah, five rakes for the podcast. Fuck the stars. Would that not yeah. be awesome? Or what? Get little rake icons. Do you know what I've I missed? We have not had a visit from Chewbacca tonight. So, Chewie, what do you think about... How do you feel about martial rakeage? Big blue dick. <laughs> <laughs>